0: This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground and running at a low, low cost. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get started. Hit up the contact us section, fill out your information, and your show could be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms in no time. It's professional sounding podcast production done the right way at a low rate without you ever having to think about any of the production stuff you don't have to learn how to edit you don't have to learn how to get your show wherever you need it to get to all you have to do is sign up with pretty easy podcasts worry about the content worry about being creative and doing your show your way go to pretty easy
1: This is the future, this is not the past. The new XFL
0: will kick off in
2: 2020.
1: If
0: you what oh, the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined.
1: This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history
3: begun. This is the
0: XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of July 14th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. St. Louis is in the spotlight this week. Bryant mocked up a regular season schedule, and Jake and Vince are on the comeback. This is episode 77. Do not mock him. And we are 30 weeks away from kickoff, guys. And it's the middle of the summer. NFL training camps are coming up. And we're watching those closely because they have XFL ramifications. And we've got a big, big weekend for St. Louis, the final stop of the summer showcases. It is, like we said last week, going to be nonstop from here on out. Welcome back, Jake and Vince.
2: It, it's been a little bit for myself, but uh, what a week to come back. I, I'm glad you're going to give myself and Vince some time to chat about this comeback period. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to Vince before uh, before we're recording today. I'm not sure if we're going to be on the same page on this or not. Yeah,
1: I, I got some mixed feelings on, on it, and we're, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But uh, that the XFL, it, it is heating up. I mean, who would have thought? You know, that the NFL preseason was going to be, you know, prime time for for
0: XFL news. The NFL preseason is going to be the most interesting NFL preseason of all time for me, Vince, because of the XFL. I cannot
2: wait. And we're less than a month away from those games. Do you think people are, are going to go to more? You know, there's going to be better attendance for preseason games just because of the XFL. I don't know. I don't know. About that. There's My, certainly going to be more people watching them. Huh? There's gonna, yeah,
0: there's going to be more watching by me and all of us, I think. You know, you, know, I, you know, I've been talking
1: with people around town and they're telling me, you know, oh, I don't think so and so is going to make the team or, or you know, this guy is going to have a difficult time making the squad. And I just tell them, hey, you know, even if they don't make it, you'll still be able to see your local heroes
0: in, in a different league you know <laughs> well, there's still that opportunity right just, know, just so, so you know Brian, excited. he's he's talking about people talking about the Steelers just so you know
1: no, <laughs> no i've I've been talking funny. to people on the other side of the state oh really I've been, I, yeah I have been. fans
0: oh wow i have, uh, the Steelers uh, have an interesting quarterback situation I'm watching. Well, I'm not even XFL talking about quarterback situations. I'm yeah. talking about running back situations. I'm
1: talking about defensive linemen. I'm talking about specialists. It's exciting.
0: Dude, don't get me started. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so- I'm re- I will go off on some depth charts right now, but it's the beginning of the show, Bryant.
3: <laughs> no, it, it's, it's thanks to episodes that you and Vince did where you went through every single team in the mm-hmm. uh, NFL and their backup situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to pay attention a lot closer this year. I can't wait for you guys to go through running backs, receivers, uh, <laughs> offensive linemen, defensive lines uh, later this summer. I'm sure you guys – that those are coming out, I'm sure. Uh, but it is making the uh, preseason – uh, I just can't wait for the preseason to start now. I've never said that before in my life. I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's it's really the XFL preseason when you think about it. And last <laughs> yeah last yeah. <laughs> last week last week on the show, it uh, not even just the main show. Bryant and I discussed the comeback period, which Vince and Jake will have their their time to talk about that issue. Um, but last week also, Vince and I uh, we released. Brian, I think unprecedented for us, a special Patreon show to the to the big feed, the main feed, the free feed, where we discussed all these quarterback situations in the NFL that have XFL ramifications. I even put out my top five scenarios I'm watching on Twitter, at XFL show. Uh, I like Indy, Denver, the Jets, the Bucks, the Vikings, a bunch of others, but those are my top five. Go listen to that show. It is on the main feed. It is with the normal shows on any podcast platform for anybody to listen to where Vince and I break down the NFL quarterback situations you need to be watching going into the preseason. And with that said, Brian, I know you're excited for it now. I know you listened and you're hyped for the NFL preseason because of the XFL ramifications. But Jake, who is stubborn as a mule, needs to go and listen to that episode. And hopefully he'll watch some preseason. But I highly doubt that, Jake, because I don't know. you. I, I can't. You're a you're tough, tough nut to crack.
2: Uh, no, I watch preseason football. Just the Steelers, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to watch Jacksonville and, and Indy preseason. But the
0: Indy preseason could mean the MVP of the XFL. Doesn't that intrigue
2: oh, good, you? Good for them. <laughs> well, it... it, it <laughs> It's going to happen without me.
0: It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that. I'm just, it's kind of a bold prediction by me. But that was last week. And of course, the main show, Bryant, you and I uh, discussed a lot of things, including team names. And some guy on YouTube is trying to burst my Sasquatch bubble. Last week, I came to the conclusion that the Sasquatches in Seattle are still alive. And some guy on YouTube's telling us in the comments section that, oh, no, that's trademark, bro.
2: <laughs> I feel well, if like you burst your bubble on that about I, I, 6 I, or 8 months true. ago. you were he, last Jake, week? Weren't Jake. here last week. No, yeah,
3: yeah Jake, you were not here last week where it, it, if I take this away from him it's like cutting off his arm. You they, can't do did that this, to
1: him. Uh, this uh this uh, poster present any, you know, paperwork or factual Anything evidence
0: say that, that <laughs> no, but or after something? no but after talking to trademark lawyer Josh Gerbin last week I know that I'm able to just go to the trademark uh, portal and see what's been trademarked but I kind of don't want to go there because I'm afraid of the truth. I don't want to see that it's actually. But the thing <laughs> well, is, well, you know, that's a, that's something
1: <laughs> when it comes to
0: Sasquatch, a lot of people are afraid of. It <laughs> it is, <out> even <laughs> if it's trademarked, even if it's trademarked, the XFL could still buy it, Bryant, which is what we learned last week.
3: That is the key. That's what I was going to bring up, is the XFL can use any name they want. They're not really tied to anything. Now, they can't get a, a seasoned assist. I guess they could. Um, but... If they want to work it out with whoever does own the Sasquatch uh, moniker, then that's fine. Or if they want to use the Tampa Bay Bandits, that's all on the table. None of these. And maybe that's why we haven't really seen any um, actual trademarks be listed by the XFL. Because they're planning on using some of the ones that already exist. And they're just going to pay some sort of royalty fee to the Tampa Bay Bandits owner or the St. Louis Stallion owner. Uh, So a lot of those names that I think people... Um, might want, it's still possible. Is it likely? Probably not, but I think it's definitely still possible. And, and keeping the hopes alive, Alan Sasquatch, no.
0: Yes, definitely Sasquatches. And the th- you're just worried because you're afraid that I'm going to be a Sasquatch fan over the LA Extreme, which we hope the team name is. It's not true because we know that I, I, I'm i with you and Coach Moss on this, Brian. You don't have to worry about it. Well, I just want the Sasquatches now- to be a team in the league.
3: You're right, Alan. I, you know what? I've I've been pulled side with you before, and, and I just feel like you would gravitate towards Sasquatch for some
0: reason. <laughs> um, oh, oh, okay. Besides Sasquatches, before we you know go off track any further, I do want to mention our new patron this week, uh, Drew, who invited us all to St. Louis for a week one tailgate, guys. I don't know if any of you saw this on uh, I believe Twitter drew signed up for the patreon patreon.com slash this is the xFL show and he's so hyped for the season he invited us all out to St Louis week one for a tailgate and I gotta say I mean I do you got I got wedding and 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 you know wife stuff and life stuff to get in order but drew. I'm seriously considering it, man, and I sincerely yeah. appreciate the offer. You know, you, you know, I. You bring up a good point there, Alan. You know, what better than a bachelor party, uh, week one of the XFL in St. Louis? Hmm. Very interesting. A February bachelor party in the gateway to the West, Vince. I, I'm, I'm digging it more and more. The more I think about it, I like it. I'll, I'll especially to, with a good host like drew it, with drew's inviting us he signs up for the patreon and we love the enthusiasm um and i'm i'm gonna have to run that by the future wife for sure i i, I dig it brian you've been to st louis you're a st louis rams fan you you had to have loved <laughs> when drew, drew puts that out on twitter i mean especially if it
3: ends up being st louis in la as you predicted this week uh, Alan, it seems uh, as though my predictions are already coming to light, right? We're going to be in week one in St. Louis against the the, the the LA Extreme or whatever it is. I hope it's the LA Extreme because then I can bring my Extreme hat. But I will be wearing LA gear uh, if this is in St. Louis. Uh, uh, Drew, Drew, I hope that's okay. I appreciate the invite. I think we should definitely try to make this happen in some yeah, way, shape, or form. Let's
2: not rule anything out right now. And Brian, he has been known to make uh, you know secret clandestine trips to St. Louis without telling anybody. So uh, it, you know, it could happen.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's awesome though. That I, it's so cool to see people so hyped up. They're planning their tailgates already with 30 weeks, Brian, until kickoff.
3: That's a long way to to kickoff, but definitely excited. That uh, Drew's excited. I woke up to that to that tweet alert. Uh, being on the West coast that I am. And that got me hyped up for that. I think it was like a Monday morning or Sunday morning type thing. But uh, thank you, Drew, very much for your, uh, for your support of this is the XFL show. Drew, I'm telling you, if I, if if it weren't for life
0: things, life things between you and me, I, I'm I'm there, but let me run it by people, and we'll see what happens. If not, I want to go to St. Louis sooner or later. And we appreciate your patronage on this is the XFL show's Patreon page. Um, the comeback period last week was the main topic, guys, and that was just so fun. And I came around on it pretty quickly. I didn't I wasn't I didn't have a lot of hangups about it. I was pretty enthusiastic about it from the beginning. I just had to talk myself through some things, but overall seeing the reaction to the show reaction to the announcement of the comeback period itself on social media, at least it seems to be a pretty polarizing topic. I can't wait for Vincent Jake's reactions, Bryant. but on social media and on uh, places like the XFL board website that does such a good job of getting people together, talking about the league. uh, It is an issue that I think people are, I'd almost say 50, 50 split on.
3: So yeah, Alan, it's it's an interesting topic. I saw a lot of reaction also on YouTube. People wondering why this comeback period is going to slow down the game. How are you going to get games into two hours and a half? We're going to get into that a little bit right now once we get Vincent Jake's reaction. But it it was crazy to see that people were so uh, passionate about it. I guess is what I was going to say about it. And regardless of whether they're for it or against it, there was some serious passion behind what their belief was.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to you know. You know, die on that hill for the comeback period, but I'm for it. I'll say that. I'm. I, but there were some people who were passionately against it. There are people who are passionately for it. I'd say I'm uh, medium for it. I'm not gonna. If you twist my arm, Vince, later on in the show, maybe we'll see. You can maybe sway me. But uh, I think more than more than Brian, I'm open to to being swayed. <laughs> Brian's all for it. 100% in, but this is a fun debate that needs to be had, but it came out of nowhere, the comeback period, and very much need to get into it, so without, I, I you know, I think it's about time we get to it, and uh, we have that, we have the St. Louis stuff going on this week, it's a, it's a very fun week, not a big news week, not a lot of new things came out this week, it is a big week for St. Louis that we have to talk about, but we have a very fun show planned
3: for everybody. So let's get rolling into this week's cover, too. Football fans, it is I, Bryant, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us on this road to 2020. In what normally is a slow-paced summer and a long wait for training camp, the XFL has fulfilled the football emptiness that we all feel this time of year. And, well, This is the XFL Show is helping you out as well on Patreon. With weekly bonus content and conversations about the XFL, This is the XFL Show leaves no stone unturned in its coverage of the XFL. Listen to episodes up to a week before the general public and catch our monthly Patreon exclusive bonus episodes where we go in-depth into a subject surrounding the XFL. Still need more? Well, we got you covered with our weekly This Is Not The XFL show. Every week we talk all things not XFL in the world of football, and with college football set to kick off in just a few months, come check out our Top 25 preview as Alan and Vince give their preseason Top 25. Also, coming up later this summer is our NFL Fantasy Football Special, where we will discuss some of the biggest questions surrounding all your fantasy football needs. And, if you can believe it, Jake will take part in fantasy football this season for the first time in his life. He just doesn't know it yet. Don't wait anymore. If you haven't already, go to patreon.com forward slash thisisthexflshow and check it out. There is also plenty of free content there, so you have really no reason not to check it out. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show and get a first class seat on the fast track to XFL 2020. Going for two, go for two and the lead. And
0: before ugh, you know, before we even talk comeback period. Now, I, I mean, we're Bryant drops his bombshell, and if the Patreon patrons are listening, they didn't hear the ad, but.
2: Jake is playing fantasy football. I, apparently, I I feel a little hoodwinked on this. Uh, <laughs> not you know, things have been mentioned to me in passing. Uh, I, I didn't think Bryant was
0: serious. I I don't see see this is unfair to me, Bryant. You know. I, it's kind of fun to have the one friend who you, doesn't play fantasy
2: football. And you are you guys just, just going to try to make fun of me? You just put, put Jake on blast. blast. Is that your plan? Are you trying to make me look stupid on YouTube? Jake, In front Jake. Of <laughs> millions of
0: people listen to this podcast, Brian, and you just put Jake on blast, forcing him into fantasy
3: football. I, look, it's for the better of the show. The, the point is, it's an experiment. It's whether or not the XFL actually needs fantasy football. Jake, you're gonna you're gonna play. Right. Just admit it now. That you're gonna play, you're gonna you're gonna draft a team with all of us. I, I'm not admitting anything. are gonna see if you right enjoy. It. <laughs> I,
2: I, I'm just not. Well,
0: that's that that's funny. That wasn't patrons have no idea what's going on. There was an ad that just played, and Bryant basically in the ad said Jake's playing fantasy football. If you're not a patron, you heard the ad, and the the key difference is if you're a patron patron on Patreon, you don't hear any of our ads. But uh I don't want to digress and get into that. Let's get into. The key thing I've been waiting for all week. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to talk about today, but Jake and Vince, last week you guys, you know, took the week off to celebrate America. That's fine by me. We were we were doing that and celebrating the XFL. Bryant and I and talking comeback period. So I've been waiting over a week now for both of your takes on it. What did you think when this was announced? The comeback period, that meaning the clock will stop after every single play in the final two minutes of the second quarter and the fourth quarter in the XFL.
2: Vince, do you want to go first, or or do you want me to get it out? You you, you seem like you're chomping at the bit. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys all know what I'm going to say. Wait, Uh, let me guess.
3: You You don't like it. Can I guess? No, can I guess? Hold on. on. Too gimmicky. Go ahead. Uh,
2: I I don't like it. Um, (laughs) I, I... I completely understand why the league would be branding it as this, and what they want to do. They want more butts in the seats, so the stadium looks as full as possible. They want more eyeballs on the TV screen. Well, timeout. So, the comeback period is not. It's not an
0: element that's going to get people. I think to the stadiums
2: or onto the TV. You know, it's just gonna. It's gonna. Have them stay there longer.
0: Initially, it is going to be a thing that people are going to say, wait, I'm watching this football game, and all of a sudden the clock's stopping and the, they're scoring all these points in the final two minutes. That's what's going to keep them there. I don't think get them there, but maybe keep them there.
2: No, no I, I agree that will be keeping them there. But, I mean, let's look, let's look at how it's been marketed right now, the comeback period. So this is a clear favoritism towards the trailing team here. Um, I mean, the first two things that popped in my mind mm-hmm. were this almost seems like a blue turtle show, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm talking about here. You're, you know, you're in last place, and you randomly are getting these, you know, things to help you win, and, and you're you're taking out the top guy. The second thing is, this is, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Family Feud. Yes. Uh, you, and in, if, if you think about it, in Family Feud, it doesn't matter if you lose the first two rounds, uh-huh. as long as you win the third round, because points are tripled. <laughs> this, this, this I, I, I don't like it. I, I think it's favoring. It's Show me timeouts
0: are meaningless.
2: If you, so, so if, blue you want, if you want to win the game, then play better in the first 58 minutes.
3: Jake, are you more of a green turtle shell guy? You got to work to get to get. You don't even like red turtle shells, probably.
0: Wait, time so out. Are these that? Mario Kart references? You yes, are they
3: making? are. <laughs> okay. He brought them up. I I'm
2: didn't think I needed to it. say it. I'm <laughs> pretty sure our demographic knows what I'm talking about, but yes. Well, Jake, I, can, I don't
0: think all of them know that, Jake. I just want to clarify for all of them that we're. You know, we're football nerds so, and also uh, so, that's, nerds.
2: so that's what I have to say. I, I'm going to uh, to hang up and listen to what Vince has to say. <laughs> All right, and
0: Vince. First, Jake's a first-time long time. He wants to hear what you say about the comeback period.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, well, I think the big thing for me is, you know, what is the rest of the clock uh, during the other, you know, 58 minutes going to look like? Is it going to be a running clock regardless? Is there going to be any stoppages at all? Uh, you know, we don't
0: know that yet. That that hasn't really been told to us. Okay, um, but let me let pause me it at least. What if it is a running <laughs> clock that is only stopped if a coach uses a timeout? Yeah, Let's well, go well, on that assumption.
1: Well, 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 I'll say this. I don't think it really matters to me at this point um, What what that is. But I would say that unless the game is – you know, a tremendous blowout. You know, you know, sixty to you know, sixty to nothing or something like that. Oh, you know, that, that, that could be a painful last two minutes to watch.
0: I mean, I, I, am just hoping. I mean, I want LA to beat St. Louis, but not that bad. <laughs> but, but other than that scenario,
1: you know, this is you know a, a good thing. I think. Oh, uh, you know, I, I from from the <laughs> entertainment perspective, I'm not necessarily talking about you know the quality of the play just um, the I quality talk, of the play you know how crisp the football may be in those last 2 oh. minutes uh i'm saying you know you know, to keep people watching this is it you yes know, this will keep you watching for those you know even if you are down you know 3 scores uh you know in those last 2 minutes which is which is practically unheard of the comeback in, in a regular football game you know, you still have a chance because what's the average play last? You know, what is it? Five seconds, six
2: seconds? You know, and, maybe even less than that. And if it's uh, that short, how long in real time is the last two minutes going to be? But Jake, mm-hmm. that, that,
3: you're 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 focusing on the fact that they're going to stop the clock in two minute in the two minutes. It's it's. Well, well, see the thing. It, they're, even at the they're clock, moving.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I hate to cut you off, Brian, but mm-hmm. even if they stop the clock, the play clock is still going to be fast. Twenty-five seconds. Yeah, we're still going to have that, so that's going to keep these plays going, even though the game clock is stopped. I mean, it's not necessarily to prolong the game; it's to keep the it's to help keep the losing team in it, or if it's a tie game, you know, make sure that
0: we have a decisive winner. I think Uh, I think we've heard Oliver Luck mention three score games enough to, I really think that's the target here: three score games are the 17 point game, especially in the NFL are just like, they're, are good games that are 17 point games and different, you know, the difference is, you know, it's the team's just out of reach, but at the end of a game like that, it changes it so much. And it makes it interesting because sometimes it's that close Vince, where a team has been getting beat pretty badly all game long and they're down three scores, but not a complete three scores, not twenty-one points, not twenty-two yeah. points, but maybe just seventeen points, eighteen points, yeah. and that team in the last two minutes maybe is finally moving the ball right, and that is really, I mean, imagine the possibilities. The the thing I'm I'm thinking about is why not why not do that because how what is what is it going to hurt if you don't really I mean come on even if the game's out of reach and the and the And the clock stopping after every play. We do, like you said, have a 25-second play clock, hopefully, most likely. And the plays are going to be moving. And we're going to get through the end of this. And it's just going to be different. And it is a reimagining of the game in in the fullest sense of the last two minutes. I love it. It's totally different from any other rule change, I think, that we're going to see.
1: Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I, I talked to some uh, various people today at a local watering hole about this particular. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I talked to people about this today, and nobody seemed that receptive to it. They think it's just going to prolong the game a lot. But you know, I, you know, I it may not turn out to be. I'm sure they've practiced this. That's the thing. I, I'm sure
0: they've gone over this, you know, several times and found out
1: exactly how long it's going to
0: take.
3: And I we mean, have I could,
0: another spring league uh, experiment to go through, too, as well,
2: Jake. Sorry to cut you off. I, I was going to say, I could concede a, and say that maybe this two minutes is not going to be longer than an NFL two minutes. Yeah. Well, th- uh, mm-hmm. Think about this, okay? Um,
1: you got – you got say it's two minutes, and each play – that's 120 seconds. Each play is five seconds, Okay. So that's a total of 24 plays that will be ran, and then you got 24 seconds uh, of play or 25 seconds of play clock. There, a total of 600 seconds, and you divide that by 60. That's only 10 more minutes. That's really not that long. So I, I think at the end of the day, this is it, this is not going to be as drawn out. As everybody thinks
2: it is, yeah. how many points are you going to have to be leading by going into the last two minutes? That's that the best safe? part.
3: Like you don't know, never. What? Why would you feel safe on thirty seconds? Well, Here, I don't want to rehash it, everything we talked we talked about last week because me and Alan did go through this. But so go back and check that out. But I will say this: that the playbook is also completely still available. Yeah. And Vince, you can appreciate this. That's my you can favorite still run part. the ball. You can still pass the ball. Mm-hmm. The field is open. You don't have to hug the sidelines. Football is still football in the last two minutes. Yeah. Uh, and and you're not kneeling the ball. You're not wasting time. Yeah. It, it it brings so much attention to the last two minutes. People are going to stick around. People are going to want to watch. Yeah. That's the beauty of it.
1: Yeah, and this this is going to help, you know, uh cardiologists all over the country. You know, like I was talking with Alan yeah. About this last week, and this is going to eliminate prevent defense. Yes. And, yeah. and, and we're from a town that hates prevent defense more than anything. No.
0: You know, I no, mean, it's, of
1: course, prevent defense has caused more heart attacks in this town than, you know, smoking or, or any other uh, solution. <laughs> <shouldn't> Japan. Be. <laughs> so, uh, I
3: just think it was such a slight change by the XFL in, in making this, if you run the clock for the first. Uh, 13. So, so 28 minutes of a half, and then you stop it for the last two minutes. Um, it, it's a slight change that makes this game so much different that people are going to want to watch. And don't forget branding. Uh, you're going to be able to say, and, and I mentioned this last week, the comeback period, brought to you by <laughs> whoever. Yeah. And, and it's going to oh, be right exactly, and it's going to be it's something the XFL can can market. And say everybody stick around for the comeback period because this game is not over. Okay.
1: I will say that I will say this, and 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 you know, so we could get moving on a little bit here. Uh, they they could be playing with fire a little bit because you know, when you talk about college basketball games or mm-hmm. NBA games, what does everybody say? <laughs> oh, you know, it all comes down to what you know, whatever happens in the last two minutes or whatever. I don't I don't need to watch until the last. This two is minutes. football, though. No. well, I hope that that's the case yeah. because you know no. if the product is exciting, then people should be watching throughout the entire
2: game.
0: No, because but- this is this is also another thing. So I, you guys know, I watch a lot of CFL and I watched some CFL this week. With this in mind, I'm watching the BC Lions take on the Edmonton Edmonton Eskimos this week, and oh my goodness, the highest paid quarterback in the CFL, Mike Riley, is getting just destroyed by Edmondson all game his former team and I'm thinking watching this game okay they're down like 30 to 6 or whatever and in the XFL at the final two minutes that is like in the final two minutes if your offense finally starts clicking you it's fathomable you could start coming back this guy's getting bombarded just annihilated by this defensive line over and over and over again. It isn't giving. I, I think if a team is is just better, it's not going to give the offense an advantage really. If there is, a, you know, a story to the game, and the story of this game was this well. offensive line cannot b- block this defensive line. If that's going on, it's just going to be more pain, you know. Well. And 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 also and also in these last 2 minutes in these last 2 minutes you you have to you have to take into account the main argument i think that we haven't really touched upon yet that i think i saw the most reaction on on social media this week was that it, the while it you know it takes away prevent defense and it keeps you know the the plays pretty much the same as they were in the earlier parts of the game it does take away that exciting part where the clock now becomes an enemy as well for the team that's trying to come back. And a lot of people like that excitement. And that's what a lot of people were arguing against Bryant was the clock becoming a factor. It's There's trying to say it's less of a factor, but it's still only two minutes and, and they and we're talking about a quick play clock here. I don't think it kills that, that aesthetic at all. Really. When it comes to the end of a game and a team trying to beat the clock.
3: Uh, it, it really does. The, the the clock, in the sense that if it's still running for... It, it it just shifts the game into two minutes rather than into 15, really. And not just into two minutes. I don't want to say that like you were saying, Vince, where you only have to pay attention to those two games. But it moves the game along until those last two minutes, so you can focus on these two minutes and say, this is a very important piece of the game. Stick around. Don't want to miss this. All these types of things. It's It's not so much a... Uh, uh, we're gonna drag these two minutes out. The, the clock becomes this. The, it's it's just moving. People are reacting to this. That's why I find it weird that people are so passionate one way or the other because it, it's just shifting. It's it's just a, a little sway into another part of the game. And that's I really, I really think this is something you know people are gonna love this. Uh, and, and When you bring
0: and, up the NBA too, Vince, like th- this is there's no play, th- the play clock in the NBA isn't gonna be this quick. It's not gonna force the action to keep going. The way the XFL is gonna in these final two minutes it, it, of their half,
1: and, and you, you mentioned teams getting crushed. You know, there's another Coach Riley out there that's probably loving that, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> giving him a chance to run up the score. I mean, this this is this is gonna be, this is gonna be excellent e- either
0: way. You gotta love it. He's not talking about Mike Riley either. Everybody, the <laughs> the uh, offensive coordinator of the uh, where is he in um. Where did Mike Riley land? Seattle. No, he's talking about Coach Riley from the Mighty Ducks. But I know where you're <laughs> coming from, this. I am on the same level as you, and I'm glad you're on our page when it comes win. to the comeback period. Now, we've talked about this for now I I think fifteen minutes, Jake. Are you have you changed your mind?
2: No. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just out of principle, is really where I'm oh, stuck. Well, you
3: gotta open you're, up your mind, you're buddy. Just that, that's that's just a, that's just going in. You need that, you're a horrible reimagining jerk. what's happening. I bet you think that OG did it right off the bat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't oh, say he's a smart uh, one.
0: Let's move on to, to the other fun topic of the week. Bryant's mock regular season schedule. Oh, Nelly. I I love I love me some social media reaction at XFL show. But this was some of the most combative stuff we've seen. And then our good friends. Shout out to Mike Mitchell. And the XFL board and everybody talking about the schedule there as well. Everybody talking about your mock regular season schedule, Brian. You actually mapped out every game for every week, the opponents. We've all along known the times and the channels for every game. But you put the teams into the slots and
3: the you, you came in like a hurricane. It was... It was not what I expected. I'll, I'll say that my the point of my article, or I don't even say article, my post, whatever you want to call it, I think people missed it a little bit. In, in and I'd I was say going the, for. I'd say your hard work and
0: dedication,
3: you did. A <laughs> it great was a lot job. of fun. I, I like you know the schedule was kind of cool to to figure out who plays who. Um, I, I really moved this into full gear when Oliver Luck confirmed a couple weeks back when I talked to him in L.A. about the conferences and who was aligning with who. So. So that kind of also made me want to do this a little bit more. I had been thinking about it for a while. I went in. If you guys go, it's a free article over there on Patreon. um, And it basically, if you haven't checked it out, it's also on our Twitter, on our Facebook. It really just breaks out why I put teams in certain areas, how the XFL should look at this. Um... Excuse me Alan, you said basically how was how did you put it on our uh, not the XFL I didn't have to think about stadium saying no, no. tv people asking people saying no I we want to be in this city you, you and not put that, that city Yeah
0: you could put that all into politics you didn't you yeah. didn't have to worry about the politics that go into scheduling whenever you put this schedule together
3: Yeah and and, and so yeah. We'll get into the reactions, Jake and Jake Vince, I haven't really talked to you guys about it too much, but I'd like to get your understanding of some of the things that i put out there but yeah it was just it was just a, it was a discussion forum is, is all i really wanted to do and, and kind of put out my thoughts as to how the xfl maybe should look at certain things did by no means if this comes out to be the actual schedule the xfl puts out i'm retiring from anything ever and i'm just going to go focus on making schedules for professional leagues. if um
2: if, if you're right
3: on at least 50 percent of these you should go to vegas immediately <laughs> uh, uh, vince if you can go to your local casino and see if there's a prop bet for XFL schedule. I'd like to put money uh, on this one if not. I can. Uh, in, in fact, <laughs> but, I will. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet, Brian.
2: How, how many weeks did it take you to complete this?
3: I would say I started this a week or so after the schedule was released. Um, I didn't want to release it until conferences were confirmed. Once conferences were confirmed, I really put my uh, pedal to the metal on that one and, and got it completed. But I, I started. You know, the schedule was released and beginning of. Man, I want to say, was it April? It was two months ago. So whatever, two months ago, May. So beginning of May. Uh, yeah, I was at my bachelor party, oh. actually, when that happened, now that I remember. And uh, that's when I kind of started about there a was, There was a lot happening kept- at bachelor party, to be fair. <laughs> Can I just say, <laughs> Brian, okay. First of all, I
0: respect and love the dedication you put into this schedule. Phenomenal work. And there are, I mean, little bits and pieces I might disagree with. But overall, it all makes sense. The only thing that I really am upset about is that you didn't, uh, you know, come out and give an exact reason why it shouldn't be, uh, you know, conference versus conference at the end of the season for the conference (laughs) championship. Because as I have stated on past bonus shows, I am for uh, only the conference champions of the regular season getting in and the two best records after that getting into the playoffs, but... That's a whole nother bag uh, of hammers. I went into
3: what ifs. I went into enough what ifs on this. I didn't want to go into what if the conferences. But we, we, we went over that, Alan. You and I almost lost a couple years of our friendship because of that <laughs> uh, discussion on Patreon. Go check it out. It's a bonus episode for the month of June. Um, but... Again, my point was not to say this is what the schedule should be. It's how the XFL can maximize eyeballs on television and in Mm -hmm. the stadium. That was my point.
0: And you really didn't go hard into the playoffs. This is all regular season you talked about, and it all makes sense to me. And I knew for sure the thing that people would combat right away was the fact that you have the Los Angeles team playing some 11 o'clock games for the West Coast. Now – Defend that and explain yourself a little bit. I understand it because you know sometimes the Chargers got to go to the East Coast and they got to play a one o'clock game that's really ten o'clock for the LA team. But you you, you
3: have th- this happening for for the Los Angeles XFL team. I want everyone to go back. NFL Network, however you watch old NFL games, and go back to the division matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. That stadium was full with Dallas Cowboy fans. It is a football city. People wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning earlier, the crack of dawn, as I saw somebody say on uh, Twitter, the crack of dawn is 10 o'clock for some reason. I didn't know that. Um, To watch football. This isn't about the Rams playing at a certain time. People wake up to watch football. And if you're going to maximize... Um, eyeballs on television LA is one of the markets you're gonna want to do this in so I mentioned it many times in the article that 5% of LA watching football is a lot more than 5% in a lot of other markets so if you maximize that number you're gonna get ratings that you're probably not gonna get if you put uh, Houston or Tampa or somebody like that in those slots um, people love football in Los Angeles. 11 o'clock is not that early, especially on a Saturday morning. We're all getting up, getting our Starbuckses, and going for our walks in Los Angeles. It's a God's honest <laughs> truth. It's what we do out here. Okay, we're walking. Our, our dogs have to go to the bathrooms out here. We get up to take them out to the bathroom. We don't stay asleep until 12. 11 o'clock is fine. And someone says you need to minimize how many times you put Seattle and L.A. in an 11 o'clock slot. I did it three times. Three times in the entire season that is not that big of a deal you're gonna to have to have those options and that's uh, that, that about the
0: same I, I'd say for all the West Coast teams also, playing those type of games in the NFL Brian I think can, hit can, it
3: can I can I make this point take a guess all three of you who plays their week one game in the NFL season at 10 o'clock in the morning please anybody is it the Rams uh. yes the Rams open their season at 10 o'clock in the morning week one. So come on, it's not that big on of the thing road to have yes, on the road. And that's I never I don't think I put I might have put one game of LA at home on, on that morning slot, but that's that's probably cuz I had to. I just didn't have a choice. Again, <laughs> politics aside, it was hard. It. It's not easy. Um but yeah. I I'll, I'll I'll give some comments here.
1: Um <laughs> and so I'm, I'm I mean I, I don't think the time zones are, are that big of an issue. Thank you. Um as yeah, you know, Especially if it, 11 o'clock is, is not, uh, as Brian said, it's not that early. Uh, I would have liked to seen, uh, you know, definitely all in L.A., St. Louis first game. Would have liked to see Dallas and Houston square off uh, in the, in that first week. Yeah,
0: you don't have um, them going up uh, t- against each other to what, week four, Brian? Three. Three? Week, three. Okay.
3: Uh, yeah. week four. Excuse me, week four. I can't
0: wait that long. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, uh, uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, I can't thing, either. Texas can. Texas will wait that oh. long, and that's why I did it. Yeah. You want to keep – you're going to drop. We all know this. Week one, you'll be up here somewhere up in the 20s maybe or whatever it is. You're going to drop as it goes down. you got to keep fans interested as the season goes along. Guaranteed eyeballs between uh, Houston and Dallas in week four helps you stabilize your ratings yeah. as the season goes along. Jake, but, do you well, see people in Arlen, Texas waiting four
0: weeks – for Houston and Dallas to play?
2: Listen, I, I have a very good, uh, as you gentlemen will know, a very good track record of predicting when things are going to happen and <laughs> in, in what order they're going to happen. Uh, uh, I. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm actually going to side with Brian on this one. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Week One is going to be big enough without Houston and Dallas going at it. So maybe you just promote it like it's a big SEC matchup, you know, sometime in the middle yeah, of the season. That's actually
0: great. Yeah, that's a good but, point. LSU Alabama does not happen at the beginning of the year.
3: And, that's and again, that's true. Right, <laughs> um, uh,
0: the other, the
1: other comment I was going to have, and in in maybe you spread these out as best you can i don't know but you know we got two cold weather cities in our uh in our our list here we got we got new york and to some degree washington dc um i would try to push those home games out in a, as reasonably as much as I could. Well,
0: you got DC. Uh, he doesn't have DC playing at home until week two. I think the he only has the only cold weather game in week one, and his schedule on our isn't, Patreon. Well, that's is what I'm New York. And, Well, there's only two. Listen, football's a cold weather game, people. Well, hold on. This, this no, I don't fine. This. It's fine if they're playing in February.
3: If the, if the NFL. Can take the risk of putting a football game on February second, two thousand fourteen, Super Bowl forty You're, in MetLife Stadium. That's not the point. That's no, true. the point is is that if they're They've willing to take it. the risk, you take the risk as well. That's AFC the Super, Super Bowl. Championship
0: games get played in cold weather all the time. That's the AFC Championship yeah, 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 game. You're talking but, about uh, a league
1: that hasn't played a game yet that you got to try to draw people Vince, to. You Vince, don't want to give. You don't want to give new customers an excuse. To stay home and not yes, buy a you ticket do. and go.
3: Yes, you do. Yes, you do, Vince. Because the point is, football games in the snow look bad in terms of the stadium, regardless of where they're played. It doesn't matter where they are mm. playing. But if you have a... Nah, it really does. In terms of people sitting in the seats, it doesn't look good. You just see a bunch of... Maybe in LA, over. that's the case. No, I'll say, <laughs> but,
0: I've been in snow-filled stadiums you know, on
3: TV. that were packed and on TV. You couldn't tell and, if anybody was there. And if you guys go back to our episode where we talked about the stadium deals, the XFL is not getting money for tickets. They're really not. It's not that big of money grabber. That's the stadiums' money grabbers to get people into those stadiums. But you don't the want XFL, it to look. You want it to look good on television. It's not don't gonna, you? if it, if it's snowing. It's not going to look great. It's the There's aesthetics of snow is all more, you need. More people than fans in the
0: in the stadium, Vince. You know there are three letters that are more important than that. You know those three letters, don't you? <laughs> good. Do you know those three letters? I don't know. Those what, three what words, they're... I mean. The words oh. Words good that are more football. important good than good, crisp football. Three words. <laughs> good, crisp football. Good, crisp football. Yeah. Good crisp football. All that matters, snow or no snow, ugly weather, fair weather, is that the football's good.
3: Isn't and, it cold is, in Seattle, too? Yes, it, it is. In February. Too. But uh, but again, you're gonna have markets enough. that are yes yeah, that are just passionate crisp enough, football in like Seattle that they're gonna come out regardless. If you have a, a snow game in New York, people are gonna stay home, and you're gonna have 20 million people watching. I mean, I mean that's exaggerating, but you're gonna have a lot of people staying home watching well. television because it's snowing outside. So these are their safeties. You have to account for the fact that, yes, people might not show up to the game, but it's New York. There's a lot of people at home that are going to be interested in football because there's a New York team that are in New York. They're going to watch. That's why I have L.A. as well in some of these. I'm just
0: so excited, Bryant, that people aren't realizing the first uh, three of the first four games are on
3: network TV. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> ABC, Fox, and Fox, and even ESPN A uh, Sunday. Guess what's on, uh, uh, you know, oh, it used to be. I guess not anymore. But ESPN used to host uh, Sunday Night Football. That was their thing. So now they're going back to that. It's, it, look, this was hard. And the only thing I really regret <laughs> is I think I put Dallas, like, one game in the first six weeks. I didn't realize I did that. But. Um, Brian, can, can you
2: briefly talk about the decision
3: for Tampa
2: to host a game? On week Period? one, that, that that's oh. a big barn. D C is a lot, you know. D C is a lot smaller.
3: Yeah, yeah, so that was the fair weatherness of it all. You, you you did have like a fair weather game, so you know Tampa is, is is nicer there. So you might as well take advantage of that city when you can, rather than having Tampa host games later on in the season. And then the D C matchup, I really just did it because of the passion. That's probably going to go behind the D C uh, team. And, and, and the eyeballs that you'll get on that television. I did put them on the morning game, okay. I believe, on ABC. So
0: That makes sense. But I anticipate D.C. to be one of the coolest home fields. And if there are a handful of Drews out there in D.C., it's going to be pretty rad. I'm hoping D.C. gets a home game week one. But you have them playing
3: on the road. Yeah, I understand. Well, the thing that, is, that some but... of these games have to happen. That's the yeah. other th- the thing that people don't understand. Tampa Bay has to play five games at home. They have to one yeah. against New York, one against yeah. DC, one against St. Louis, and a bunch against uh, some West Coast teams. Those have to happen. So you have to figure out. Again, not my job. Just kind of did it for fun. But you have to figure out when can you maximize those Tampa games or those uh, Tampa Houston right? Who's going to be interested in a Tampa Houston game other than Tampa and Houston? I mean, it's just the facts of it all. I mean, and,
0: it- I do think he brings up a point that should be used for Dallas and Houston. Both teams play at home on Easter Sunday, Week Ten. The reason those places will always draw because football yeah. is king yeah. in Texas. Even against the one Sunday people will go out of their way to church for. That's a one of the many re- Twitter reactions to your to your post. Well, I also
3: did that Brian. for St. Patrick's Day. I stayed away from Los Angeles and New York on St. Patrick's does, Day. Does wow. Los Angeles Not. celebrate St. Patrick's No. Day? Who? Do what? St. Patrick's Day is a day to go out to do
0: something and drink. People go to a yes, football game. No,
3: no, 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 no. They go to bars. They go to Hollywood Boulevard. They go to Venice Beach. They go to Santa Monica Pier, and they drink. They don't go to a football game.
2: Why
0: not? And, well, and, and, because and, there hasn't been a football game, but now they got one to go to. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> Brian. Let That's, me ask you one other thing. Did you have the NASCAR schedule up on a monitor while you were doing this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, <laughs> what conflicts with Daytona I mean, during... <laughs> Yes, because you got a lot of you know you got a lot of spillover between demographics. I don't yeah, think you're gonna you worry about to be, that, Brian. Yeah, Jeez, they're a, just,
0: yeah, they're piling on, on you know.
1: <laughs> uh, w- one interesting thing, thing. Uh, I'll, uh, last comment I want to have is, is, you know, you Alan, you brought up DC is gonna possibly have the most raucous crowd, you know, out of anybody here. Um, think about this: if it's booked, that DC looks impressive the first game against Tampa and looks really good based on Brian's schedule and, you know, they see the good crisp football and the quality of the play, you know, after watching it on TV, it's going to be like, Oh my God, I got to get to this next week. And, and you're building that anticipation. That's why this first week is going to be so critical, you know, for, for uh, attendance and eyeballs the second week. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah. I'm, I can't, I'm very interested to see the week one schedule actually come out. Bryant, I'm gonna mm-hmm, double checking what you got here. I think I think you're gonna be I think you're gonna hit fifty percent. I I am not so sure about Tampa and New York hosting. I think that could be flipped, but I like it.
3: I like Seattle and St. Louis as home teams in week one for sure. I think New York is gonna look really nice under the twilight of of the of of the dark that's also why i did it saturday i remember i i'll I'll always remember that saturday uh night game when the xfl launched um when they were in i want to say they were in was it new york i think it was new york and we all got the vegas game and it just didn't look as cool as the new york did when it was in in night compared to the Vegas one in the day you definitely need something in the dark something in the dome at least and that's why it's also put the dome in the morning because it's going to look cool. You know, ha- having a bright football game sometimes doesn't look very appealing to the eye. So there's a lot of things in there. Again, my my point of this whole thing was not to really create controversy because no, never did I think that it was going to do what it did. Um, but it was the XFL to maximize their schedule based on population, TV ratings. And things like that it also depends on what their goal is. Their goal might not be a TV ratings. It might be attendance. It might be TV ratings. It might be
0: yeah, attendance. well, I'll, I'll guarantee this. The the league is debating this as as much as we are on the show and on social media. It is a very tough decision, and also we're not even taking it into all the factors like we talked about at the top that that the, is pushing the league into certain directions. Whether it be stadiums saying no, not this week, or TV stations saying we want this, you know, uh, advertisers saying what about this, you know, there's all kinds of politics to play into scheduling as well. That but for the fact that you were able to put this together, Bryant, you have you have all the respect for me on this end. Great job. I really encourage everybody following the league, listening to the show to go check out Bryant's post. It's on our Twitter at XFL show. It's on our Patreon as a free blog as well, patreon.com slash this is the XFL Show. Let's get into the city of the week, though, guys. It is a big week, the final week of the showcases. St. Louis is in the spotlight. They are being showcased, and they are the subject of this week's Hot Read. Hey, Brainiacs, it's long, Alan ice Tea. and the world of professional wrestling never stops, and that's why we don't stop talking it. And we are going to be getting into this weekend's WWE Extreme Rules. Going to Philadelphia, we've got men's and women's championships on the line in the same match and of course we get to witness Kofi Kingston defending his championship against that vile Samoa Joe and of course we're gonna recap AEW show they have Fight for the Fallen Evolve's 10th anniversary show Brainbuster Radio covers all the pro wrestling and we talk about it in detail and we've been doing it since day one-ish Go to BrainBusterRadio.com. Follow along at the Brainbusters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and of course Facebook. Brainbuster Radio coming out on all the podcast gimmicks this weekend. Stay tuned, Brainiacs.
3: Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Town, happy, jolly, drunk, Buster Mother, Tiger!
1: I uh, he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think.
0: St. Louis, you're up! It's the final summer showcase, and here we are. It is gonna be fun to see. Because it's the 8th and final stop And then after this we're going to be seeing Signings of players in the Tier 4 Tier 3 category For the XFL after all these Combines are over with We went to a few of them, we've covered them all There's been some interesting players at all these And then this one, some more players We recognize, Vince Connor Cook, Trent Richardson Will be in St. Louis Jonathan Hayes will be there The head coach of the St. Louis team Running things with his fully assembled crew after this week assigning some guys to join his staff here we are the final the final combine as it were vince yeah yeah connor cook uh michigan state spartan a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for this game say, up. holy holy moly I can't believe he's not a a legitimate NFL quarterback or NFL backup (laughs) right now. I was a big fan of Connor Cook coming out of college. Yeah, yeah, just
1: hasn't hasn't panned out for whatever reason. Uh, Trent Richardson, uh, you know, giving given another life here. uh, You know, this guy, you know, was you know had the world in the palm of his hand, and then somehow ended up in the AAF.
0: And, and he was like it, the he was like the player representative of all player representatives in the AF. From everything we've read, he was in direct communication with Charlie Ebersol in the league during the existence of that league too.
1: And, and now he, he's 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 taking part in an XFL showcase.
3: Good and, 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 and it's why, good. That sounds exciting, discouraging. Why did you say it that way? No, that sounds like you were. You were I would say it's exciting. It's, uh, to me, Trent Richardson is definitely someone you want to look at because of the way he played for the AF. Remember, <laughs> he had like 15 touchdowns and, and four yards every game. It was really that's, an yeah, interesting yeah, stat hey, hey, line. Jake, that's, that man.
1: that's good in fantasy football. Touchdowns.
3: <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> okay. Yards right. less than touchdowns. Uh, uh, look, if you were going to leave one to the very end, St. Louis was the one. These people are ready. I'm expecting a huge fan turnout this week. Uh, this, uh, as you listen to the show, it's already happened. But as we record it, if you're on Patreon as well, you're listening to this on Saturday. Uh, St. Louis is going to be rocking that that city. Uh, they have the most followers on that city's Instagram page, that city's Twitter page. St. Louis is ready. The fans have been waiting for this for what now? Three years, it seems like. Um, congratulations to St. Louis. And 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 once this is over, we get team names, right? Oh. Pro- well. Probably, or I would hope <laughs> before
0: that. For me, I'm hoping signings, guys. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, but bef- God, can't put the cart before the horse. St. Louis had to get their coaching staff together before this thing, and good thing they did, because we had some signings this week, Bryant, which you updated on our our uh, XFL staves list, which is uh, uh, on our social media at XFL Show and of course Patreon. Uh, the St. Louis staff is pretty much complete. They have their offensive coordinator. Although I'd say, I would have thought Jonathan Hayes could have been one of those coaches who could have called his own place. He hires Doug Meacham as his offensive coordinator, who was a part of the beleaguered Kansas staff under David Beatty. Um, he joins Hayes and St. Louis will we'll be putting that offense together. And it's a spread concept coming from Doug Meacham. So, that fits right in line with the XFL's uh, kind of philosophy that we've been talking about but most interesting here I think another AAF connection but a long time NFL connection. Tim Lewis Vince the homie Tim Lewis is the defensive backs coach of the XFL St. Louis team coming from being the Birmingham head coach in the AAF.
1: Yeah how about that? Tim Lewis brings a a, uh, low treasure trove of experience uh to to this ball club here uh you got you gotta like this hire huge
0: that's crazy to me that a guy with that kind of pedigree is a position coach in the xfl so kudos to jonathan hayes for, for luring Tim Lewis onto his staff? Well,
1: honestly, if you told me Tim Lewis was going to be a head coach in the XFL, yeah. I, would have, I would have said that that's a great hire. Yeah. so yeah, and, and you got him as a position coach. So
0: we kind of joked off. I don't even know if we joked off the air, Brian, but off the air, we definitely joked about the St. Louis staff a little. It was the last to really come together. But in the end, some names we recognized, Tim Lewis, Azahir uh, Hakim, uh, and... Jonathan Hayes was a part of a very, very innovative and detailed offense in Cincinnati. You know he's going to have something ready for the XFL. I am impressed by the St. Louis staff uh, at the end of the day, even though it came together as the last team.
3: Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about all these staffs and, and some of the names that we can recognize. I know we were talking a little bit before the show. Um, but definitely something that we want to go through St. Louis, you know, the, the, the rivalry is there, I'm, I'm Winston Moss I hope he's not listening right now because I'm going to say some good things about St. Louis at this point but St. Louis did do a good job of putting their staff together, putting some, some, some recognizable names <laughs> some recognizable names that the city's going to uh, recognize in, in Hakeem, so yes Jonathan Hayes, he also got himself a, a code I forget which one of these, uh, I'm trying to remember it, it might have been Matt, how do you say that? Matt, Rake, Rack, Rake, Rack, Ricky, uh, as Rach. a co-defensive coordinator. Rach as a Rach. co-defensive coordinator as well. Yeah. So, it's important that they got their staff set before the um, the actual uh, showcase was was going live because that, that it was a huge um, huge thing that I saw. Alan and when I was in L.A., the entire staff was involved with the with the uh, workouts, not just um, the head coach.
0: Yeah, fun fact, though, looking at your your staff's list here, the, the thing I'd notice most of all here, Bryant, is quarterback coaches. Half the league has one, half the league doesn't. How does that work out? How does that factor in? We'll see. Quarterback coach is one of the more important positional coaching uh, po- hires you're going to make as a head coach. We'll see what goes on there. But St. Louis had to have a staff together, and they got it together right before their their showcase, the final showcase. Better late than never, and they're going to have reportedly over, you know, more than all the other uh, showcases, about the same as Tampa, around 150 guys showing up to this combine. Uh, Tampa was the biggest one, and now St. Louis is going to be similar, and it's the last one, which is exciting. I want a prediction from everybody, though, at the end of this show now. Jake, we'll start with you, because we've got this final showcase, eight in the books, and after this, we're onward and forward. How soon after Saturday's showcase do you think we'll see the first player signings announced in the XFL?
2: Uh, I mean, you're really putting me on the spot here, but uh, I'll give you something. At least let me vamp for a second while I'm thinking about this, and then I'm going to give you an answer. Uh, I, I will say, uh, I will say, uh, I'm going to go four weeks. Four perhaps weeks? that, perhaps you guys think that's long, but I'm going to go four weeks. Four, so I'll in I'll August.
3: Present. Yes. Mm. I'll present the question like this. How about this? What do we get first, a team name or a player signing? I'm saying player signings.
0: Yeah, these You're players this happen right away. I mean, we've had eight showcases. What, are Eric, we, what more? Right at this point. Yeah, Eric Galco and, and Doug Whaley and all the coaches and everybody involved at in the league has been able to assess all the tape, and we've got one more here in St. Louis. But we know who's gonna who they want in this league. The these guys are gonna be signed. But are they announced? Are they announced as signees before the tier one guys is another question. Jake, I, I gotta say it's a kind of a catch-22 because I want guys signed to the league, but I want the biggest splash made. Tier one guys being announced first would be ideal, but that's not gonna happen until September, so. I kind of lean with you before September. We're going to see you guys signed and announced, but I'm going to go a little bit before. I think in like a couple of weeks, we're going to see the first XFL signees.
2: Okay, so not, not as long as me, but like you said, by admission, you're not going to get the biggest, you know, the biggest names that are out there until we uh, see who's cut from the NFL scores.
0: No, no, because... The league needs to start announcing players in this league, and, and not even for the public, but for the coaches to know who's on their team, right? Do you, what, what's the latest a coach should uh, be allowed to to know who's on his team? I, if I'm a head coach, if I'm our good friend of the show, Winston Moss, I want to know that I have players on my team by by the mid to late August.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I would also—the earlier, the better. But to me, that—that that seems very wishful thinking. At least this—you know—this season.
0: So you're saying four weeks? So end of August, early September? Yeah, that's what Or middle of August. Middle of August. It's—it's it's a interesting, interesting thing to keep an eye on. Either way, there are going to be players in this league. The thing is, the tier one players aren't coming until the NFL preseason ends. And that is, uh, of course, not until the end of August, unfortunately. Ugh. And over a month, Jake, of waiting.
2: I don't know if uh, I can take it. Uh, I'm sure you can take it.
0: I don't think I can. I don't think I can. And I don't think I can uh, take much more of this show. We got to get out of here.
2: That's all, that's all the time we have the,
0: today. Studio well, time that, that was is a,
2: used up. <laughs> that was a lot. Once again, it, it got a little bit heated. Especially once we gone into that comeback period, I, I guess it was basically me versus the world. On that, is it seems like how it's uh, shifting.
0: The thing is, when it comes to the comeback period, you're an old man, and you just don't want to. You don't want to accept different things, but you will. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, you will. I think most people will. And of course, Brian's uh, incredible schedule that is so difficult to put together. Uh, had a lot of reaction, but ultimately, uh, you said what did you say, 50% if he hits on that he's a genius? Yes. It's like the hardest thing to do. Accurately predict a schedule. I I mean, if he hits that, for sure, I'll be bowing down to Bryant who does so much for us. Um, before we get out of here, Jake, you got anything else? I mean, we've covered a lot this week. In a, in a not news-heavy week, but uh, you know, a very, very heavy, heavy uh, week when it comes to debate. This
2: is still a lot. Um, I will not officially rule anything out whenever it comes to my partaking in the uh, final or the, I was going to say final fantasy, the, the, the XFL or, or NFL fantasy draft. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm not willing to say yes, but I'm also not willing to say no. But I'm going to need a lot of help on
0: that. So. Well, let me just say to all of our great listeners. Jake's never played fantasy football. He was coerced into it by Bryant this week.
2: Again, I'm I'm stubborn.
0: he He has to play now because otherwise he's disappointing millions of listeners. So help him out. At XFL Show, give Jake some advice on any social media platform of your choosing, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And, of course, the Patreon is the luxurious way to ride down that road to 2020 patreon.com slash this is the xfl show for bryant vince and jake i'm alan we've had a great time talking xfl with you with 30 weeks until kickoff we'll be back next week to give you a recap of the st louis summer showcase and talk all the xfl you can handle until then this is the xfl show remember they are listening